You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 186, and I'm your host, Tom Gallo. This episode marks the first in-person interview in over a year on Look at My Records. Chris Fox of New Jersey's Ruby Bones recently stopped by my apartment for a stimulating conversation over some adult beverages, and he got to physically look at my records. Ruby Bones released their excellent second full-length Laser Tooth Tiger back in April on Mint 400 Records, and we chatted at length about this slick and anthemic-sounding record. Our conversation also touched on a variety of different topics, including Bruce Springsteen's butt, the band's change in sonic direction since their debut, Fox's experiences coming of age as a young songwriter in the great state of New Jersey, and much more. Plus, Chris picked some awesome records from Nanami Ozone, Wilco, and Ott. We'll dive into our interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look at My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look at My Records website where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists, and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. Hey, wow. In person here with Chris Fox of Ruby Bones. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You sounded like Owen Wilson for a second. Hey. Hey, wow. That's what I strive for. Loki. This is way more fun than doing it over Zoom and stuff. I'm happy to have you here. Oh, cheers. Cheers. I will cheers. We're drinking beer. We have to do a real cheers, but I don't want to spill it on the computer. Oh, that that caught That's a clink of the glass for (laughs) sure. Your new album, Laser Tooth tiger is out now yes yes it is we're very excited about it and uh looks like it's finding some fans so like this is uh this is a good thing and we're very happy with it people around the world know new jersey is a musical destination i think that's part of it and they also like your music that's and that's good i mean they they only know new jersey because of one one man (laughs) born in freehold in 19 40 something and uh he grew up just to have like the most amazing 1980s ass of uh of all of all the musicians he does have a great ass he i wonder really if he still has a great ass, a great ass. i, I haven't he, seen it recently i bet he still has a great ass you they, ever see that picture from like four years ago of him like running on the beach really and he's just jacked that's like, good for him good like, for you bruce if you didn't know we're talking about bruce springsteen everybody. oh i was talking about bruce hornsby <laughs> I was talking about Brian Williams, the oh, M- MSNBC anchor, another oh, guy oh, from New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> I was talking about Ari Katz from Lifetime. <laughs> I was when talking you... about Ted Leo of Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. Uh, I bet Ted Leo has a great ass. I, I've stood next to him on like three occasions, and and you could tell the man's taught. Yeah, taught ass. I didn't think this would start this way. I'm glad it did though, because <laughs> this is fun. We're here. Laser Tooth Tiger, Bruce Springsteen's ass. They don't show his ass in the podcast he did with Obama. Now, Probably why I didn't listen to it. 
<laughs> now, Bruce, heard you have a great ass. <laughs> Would it's, you like to? It's true. That's my Bruce Springsteen impression. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That sounds the like rising. the impression you did for me just before. <laughs> the Jersey Rock Home Showcase guy. Yeah. I love that guy. He rocks. He's, Tom's, Tom's a sweetheart. He's Jersey Rock. Yeah. Home Showcase. Well, you ever notice Bruce Springsteen? You know what I realized? Jersey Rock Home Showcase probably going away soon. Why? There's not going to be, you know. Music the, in the new normal? At home. You know, oh, it'll just yeah, be yeah, Jersey Rock Showcase. I did one of those. I, like, I know, in, it was I great. I sat in front of my window. I was actually really happy with how it came out. That was like surprising. Yeah, I'm glad you did it, and it was awesome. I enjoyed your Jersey Rock Home Showcase on the Rats Facebook page. And everyone, you could watch it, W-R-A-T. Go to their Instagram and find Ruby Bones. It's like about a month or two ago, right? Yeah, about a month or so, yeah. Nice. I wonder, I think we, I guess we should probably repost that in a little bit. So I was happy with how it came out. We should probably pop it on our YouTube, you know, all the, the places that the kids are going to nowadays, like YouTube. Have you been doing a lot of live streaming over the last year? How do you adjust to the <laughs> circumstances of the I pandemic? love it. I love that, like, every, and so, like, not only is it every, like, podcast or any, like, thing I've done, but, like, every single, uh, Thing that you've heard for the last year has just been like how have you adjusted to yeah. this this new and like i just wanted to say like we we didn't we didn't i like didn't do any live streams there was like there was this big market for like ticketed live stream events and like it's it's cute but like to do a full band is like a nightmare in terms yeah, of production yeah, yeah. like to get all the levels right and whatnot especially to do it live and some bands like had the capital to do that. So like uh, like Phantom Planet did one, they got back together uh, and I really liked them. But uh, there's, you know, just a lot of like friends were doing them. And then like, I don't know, there's something about it that I was like, I just want to take the year off and Good like you, work yeah. on recording and not worry about like trying to play show, like play online shows to uh, internet friends. So was Laser Tooth Tiger what was the status of it before March of last year? Was it a finished record or was it still it in was, the works? It was close, actually. Uh, yeah, we were we were pretty close in terms of like kind of like getting it to the point. Like, so uh, we released it in like kind of stages. So we did Laser and then we did Tooth. And uh, Tooth is an incredibly hard name to market. I would never recommend someone <laughs> marketing being like, hey, here's our new EP. It's called Tooth. That was a horrible idea. Yeah. But uh, but we were happy to release it in stages because it feels like, you know, it got more like nothing kills me more than like making a record and having it disappear yeah. two days later. Yeah. So like we being able to make music videos over like a two or three year period as we like release like songs here, like trickled things out was actually really nice. So but uh, that being said, the last like four songs on the record, which are let's see, that's Tired Eyes, Press Rewind ancient power and drink all night which was like the last single uh or like the single to go with the record uh those songs were they just took the longest to finish they all started around the same time like i don't know what, what other you know maybe you've had other musicians like what their creative process is but sometimes i start songs like you know i'm our next song that we're probably going to release like i started writing in like 2017 like it can get crazy long sometimes yeah. just like getting from, you know, the fur the germination of an idea just to the actual final product. And you just hope it's better than it's, the, the idea. So 
what what is that process like then over the course of three years writing one song? Is it something that you get to a certain point where you're working on the track and thinking it's not really coming together? I'm going to brush it to the side harder. and then maybe it comes back to you later on and then you revisit it or is it like oh here's all my iphone notes oh yeah i remember i wrote this riff like three years ago <laughs> that oh, is, now i know what to finish you know you, what's that you like get better yeah it's um it's difficult and it's different for every song like yeah. every musician just like i'm obsessed with uh listening to like music interviews and whatnot and people's form and process uh but it is different on every song like and everyone will say like uh you know sometimes a song comes to you and it's done 20 minutes later and and you know that was uh like that was rooftops and like rooftops a lot of people seem to like that one so like that was a really quick song and then uh you know something like uh tired eyes which opens the record uh i i just had the riff and i it was actually called the riff in my phone because i was like because it was is the, epic it was epic and you can hear how epic <laughs> epic it is on the record so like that was the thing where i was like this has to open this record and like I make creative decisions years in advance that I then try to like follow through on and uh that was like one of the decisions where you know uh <clears throat> excuse me much much to uh James's chagrin my James is our drummer uh he likes to wait till things are done to see like what you know what's the order what like how are we going to present this etc and I was just like here it is when this comes out as a record like that riff is going to open this thing because it was just gigantic. And it reminded me of like the war on drugs, uh, who I'd gotten into in like probably 2017 when like that riff kind of like came, it was like war on drugs in my head. It's war on drugs meets Japan droids. And that was like the thing where I was like, I want to like make this like open with this giant, like like these like screeching guitars. And, uh, yeah, so we were, we were able to do it. But that song was just a riff for like ever until I kept going back to it. And then like you extend the chords out and you're like, well, what if I like play the chords and I do something different? And, you know, can I sing over it? And then like p different people have different processes. So I'm like when they like sing, like sometimes they just write music, which like I sing along with everything I'm doing, like because you never know when like that melody is going to pop out, like the thing that you're supposed to sing or like, you know, Neil Young called it like pulling like like yeah. songs from God or whatever, whatever however he would describe it. He pulls it out of the air and like they come to him. And it's like, I half believe that, but a lot is just like repeating and like playing the chords until like like uh, a melody kind of just forms in the back of your throat and you like garble words out and then you're like, is there meaning in them? And then you have to like be like, well, what like syllables did I naturally sing? And then try to put words to them and try to like come up with a structure from that point. Um, or you could be like, you know, Bruce Springsteen has gone on. He's just like, he would write, you know, he would just write down thoughts and ideas and then like shove them into songs, which yeah. is why all his early songs are so wordy and also wordy is me. Cause I talk a lot, but <laughs> that's good though. That's very, very good. Tell me, let's take a step back. Tell me about how this project started. Oh, um, Ruby Bones is a band? Yeah, Ruby Bones. Yeah. Um, I was in a another band called Boxed Wine, and that was uh, in college. And uh, actually, our guitarist and my songwriting buddy in that band just got engaged. So congrats, congrats Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. Ralph. And, uh, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. 
getting married, Ralph. Oh, Ralph is also from the Cedar Grove area. He's from he's from yeah. Cedar Grove. I don't know. He's he's the one who taught Max Roush and myself how to record music. Whoa. So, yeah. Ralph. Yeah, you were just we were talking about awesome, Max just before Ralph. we went on. Yeah, because I'm from Verona and so is he. He recorded some drums for this record, right, Max Rash? Yes, Matt, Max actually. I saw um, that in the credits. Yeah, well, look at I you. I read them. You are you are reading the I credits. I read the fucking digital liner notes on Bandcamp. You're going to find our typo then when uh, when this bad boy comes out on vinyl in a few months. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, just, uh, I noticed it after it went to press. Nah. And I was like, life goes on. Who reads yeah. the liner notes? And it's you. Me. It's so you. I'll <laughs> it's me. give you a call it's immediately. Me. Hey. Typo. Nah, talking. But um, yeah. So Max Roush uh, is uh, he does uh, domestic bliss uh, recordings. I'll give a shout out to him because I'm working on uh, a new project or like something on the side with him as well right now, and he's knocking it out of the park. So, uh, but we actually we uh, Skylar Ross uh, produced this. Yeah, or Skylar Adler, Skylar Ross recordings uh, over in Wayne, New Jersey, and he's fantastic. But uh, because of that was one thing, your question was, how did the pandemic and, you know, affect it? Uh, he was closed. His grandparents live upstairs and we didn't want to kill them. Yeah, it was a, it was like number one on our list of like things to not do as a band was kill grandparents. And uh, so he was shut down. And then we well, I was just like, well, who else do I know who is not only an ace drummer, but like has a good like recording setup for drums? And that was Max. So I was like. Hey, is there anyone to kill in your house? And he was like, yes, me. And I was like, yeah. that's cool. I don't care as much. Can I come over? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So that's how that worked out. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, that was a that was a nice fun day of uh, recording, you know, getting every little part right. I have this way of writing where, like, I skip the first beat. I like swing everything. I don't know. It's been a problem forever. Uh, I don't know how much you know about like playing music. We were just talking about this before, too. But like you can play things straight to a rhythm. Or you can kind of like make your own rhythms up a little and play with like the beat a bit and like swinging drum like a swing beat is when like the snare hits just a little bit later than it's supposed to. Yeah. So it's like it's hard to do with just mouth like a mouth sound to like. But you can look it up, listeners at home. Google it, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> swing beat. Google That's it. That's your homework. <laughs> swing beat. After listening to this episode of Look at My Records. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I swing a lot of stuff. So sometimes for a drummer. Uh, it's a little difficult if I just like I might play something live and practice something a little bit different than it is like we record in a way like I kind of like lay things down and we put drums to that which is asinine uh, <laughs> like like uh, God who what's uh oh Steve Albini yeah Steve yeah. Albini would punch me in the face nice if he like learned about the way we will <laughs> we uh, recorded songs but I think they come out good so like I'm not you know everyone has their their process Steve Albini would punch you in the face. So then you'd punch him back, though. I don't know. I, I He's a little bit older now. I don't think I would feel comfortable hitting him back. I'd punch him back for you you'd, on your behalf. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're very welcome. He has this quote about cowbells that like, I think about all the time. He just, he like, he, after that, I would listen to some podcasts where he was talking about, uh, you know, just like his bands and like recording over the years and like the idea of Calvel came up and like he was saying like, oh, there's like, you know, we would drive around in like the van, I think he was saying when they were on tour and just listen to only Calvel songs, like songs that had the Calvel in them. And the interviewer was like, why? He's like, because every Calvel song fucking rock. 
And I and that like quote it I'm paraphrasing, but like that quote has stuck with me and no Ruby Bone songs right now have has a cowbell on it. And I'm just waiting. Next like, record. Next record, I want more saxophone and more cowbell. Those are like the two things I like crave. You did get a little saxophone in on this record. Was it on Hook Line Sinker? It's on uh it's on Press, press, press Rewind. Press that is our last last track. Yeah. So we talked about America's ass or New yeah. Jersey's ass, and that, that's uh, a Springsteen, very Springsteen-y. Yeah, and and so like, um, it's weird because like I don't have any kind of like I I like love Bruce Springsteen, but I only like I didn't like him forever. So like, my like genesis as a songwriter and someone who makes music like did not involve him for like 15 years of writing songs, and then like something clicked, and I was like. Oh no, I think I love Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and what like this happens every once in a while. Like you you know, you like you something someone with a massive discography uh, discography that you've always uh been like, that's not pertinent to me. I don't have to worry about that. All of a sudden some a song clicks and you're like, oh no, I have to listen to everything yeah. this person's ever done. Damn. So that recently it's a huge undertaking. It's a huge undertaking, especially with Springsteen, because it's all the live versions, there's a whole thing like uh, and he's just like, you know, I've always like liked Bob Dylan, but like that happened recently for me with Bob Dylan where I was like, oh no, I have to listen to 80s Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like the thing that I have to like now devote time and energy to like finding the best songs and like, like, yeah, I don't know. I got obsessed with the, uh, the Martin Scorsese documentary and like, the, oh yeah, it's a the great ro- documentary. It's awesome. No Direction Home. Oh, the other one. Oh the new shit, one. I, there's another one. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen Rolling Thunder Review, it is Un- I gotta watch that. Unbelievably, watch that. the coolest part of that is half of it's fake, or like a small bit of it's fake, just for fun. Can't wait to watch that. So I'm uh, gonna add it to my Netflix watch list. Put it on the queue. Whatever. So you mentioned your genesis as a songwriter, and I want yeah, to dive genesis. into that a little further because we're about the same age, we're both from New Jersey, and just from talking while we were eating pizza before this could definitely see similarities in how we got into different kinds of music at different phases of our lives. So what was your relationship to music when you were in high school in New Jersey? What type of bands were you playing in? What type of stuff were you doing creatively with music? And Um, and then how to get to this point where you're writing songs that sound like ruby bones i feel i feel like it's like a, chris fox this is your life yeah. <laughs> so, so tell um, me so i started playing guitar because my uh, my best friend at the time brian uh played guitar and sang and i was like incredibly envious of that yeah. and like and he was really really good uh and so i started playing guitar because i was like oh i want to like i could could i be this and then like sang for the first time and had the the worst voice on on god's green earth and uh but i learned guitar and i have distinct memories of my dad poppy in the room because he was paying for me to get lessons yeah uh for the, like the three months i actually got lessons before i was like i don't want to do lessons anymore yeah like this isn't beneficial and then i just kind of taught myself from there which is why i'm a bad guitarist but he would pop in and he's, he's like play like play a solo <laughs> And I was like, I can't do that. And I still <laughs> I still can't do that. But yeah. I was like, look, I know chords. And he was like, that's boring. Because, you know, any any old 
classic rock fan yeah. just wants to hear the riffs. Like you want to hear. Your dad like, loves big riffs. My dad loves big riffs. Just like anyone. That's why they call him Daddy Big Riffs. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I learned I learned guitar doing that, and uh, ended up playing with like my my high school friends, and uh, we were in like a little like kind of cover band that covered uh, like ninety songs, but we didn't have a drummer. It was like all acoustic nice. and like, but it was fun and it was a great time. And uh, we were, we called ourselves Fourth and Long, which I didn't football even football reference. I didn't even like the foot. I didn't even like football. I still barely like football. Yeah, but me like, too. I literally had to like look up what the name meant because I they were like we're gonna be fourth and long and I was like sure like just excited to Let's be part do of something. <laughs> but uh, I I you know we grew up around the same time yeah. in like the same area. Uh, were you an emo kid at all? Because yeah, I, totally. I was like not an emo kid. Good for you. Because like um, a big thing I've realized and I and I think uh, it, like one thing and, and this is like a lucky thing to have for the most part. I don't really have any like like social anxiety or like depression, which is like, that's great. Um, thank you. I mean, I'm not, not looking for accolades, but it's a huge part of like the current world of songwriting. And like, based on that, that's now, but now that that's become like mental health issues and music are like so commonly written about now more so than like, I like, I'm so bored in the USA or like I'm bored on my couch, like a green day song. And I think I'm going to like, jerk off or like whatever you know green day writes about now uh just makes you think some one twenty one guns that is the worst song i've ever heard uh i like green is day. that a new green day song no it's like the last green day song that i like they they put they are putting out a lot of music i actually kind of like their yeah. last record i'm not like a huge green day fan but like after they then when they got into like musical mode after american uh idiot and they that's the record after American Idiot. I don't remember what it's called, but it's the one with like there's three different covers. Like no, Kiss, that's right? after that. They have oh, put out shit. so like 20 years have gone by. Yeah, since and I'm not that. familiar with any of and it. And I like yeah, and I forget what that one was, but I listened to uh, the three cover like Uno Dos yeah. Tre, uh, and it was it's a lot of music. The man has written. He's a like pop songwriting genius. Yeah. Like he's so good, but. Uh, but yeah, 121 Guns or 21 Guns is like the worst song. And it was like clearly meant because they must have gotten the American like Idol or American Idiot musical going yeah. already. They probably were like contacting and he was like, oh, I got to like make more ballads to flesh out this musical. Damn. And probably shoved him onto the next record. That was my guess. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, emo. Yeah. I was just saying, so like a lot of like social, uh, you know, social anxiety and like depression shows up in a lot of like songwriters, you know popular songwriter stuff now but like i don't really experience that and like that kind of is basically what i was trying to lead in a convoluted way to uh i grew up like a ska kid in yeah. high school because you asked about the genesis of a songwriter and i want i just wanted to be in a ska band for like the longest time and like it wasn't only ska like uh, like i also got super into the red hot chili peppers yeah uh which i still will just like go to town i will go to bat for them like I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I think I always will, uh, despite how not, I don't know. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, arguably maybe should have just been canceled in, like, 1986. Yeah. But they write some catchy songs, and I'm glad those songs exist. Uh, and I, you know, there's a mythos to being, like, a legendary yeah. rock band, and they've done it. But uh, For sure. But I was not an emo kid. Like, I, like, 
kind of like I liked Taking Back Sunday. That was one of like the earlier bands I got into. Um, and then I don't know. It just got it's just so whiny. So like, yeah, I try not to whine in any of like our songs and like, I don't know, no part in like no part of that. Like, uh, like I miss you so yeah. much. Like, I just can't I can't get on board with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everyone that liked it grew out of it. And if they didn't, they have fucking problems. Well, you, shouldn't, like, you shouldn't think that stuff is good, people. That emo stuff. I mean, some of it, it like, musically, it's very good. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, like, My Chemical Romance, like, they were, like, you know, they became, like, a titan of a band. Yeah. Which is just funny because, like, you know, like, that's just the nerdiest dork in the room accidentally falling into leading, like, the coolest rock band. And, like, that, like... The, I view them as kind of like, you know, the idea of like nerddom, nerddom yeah. becoming cool in the last like 20 years. And like, it's cool to be a Star Wars nerd. It's cool to like, I don't know, like, uh, like really like niche comic book things yeah. and obviously like comics, etc. Uh, but him being able to just be this like giant dork who just like kind of like sneaks in and then like his solo career, he's like kind of like a David Bowie like amalgamation yeah. like i don't know gerard way is cool as hell uh, for being able to pull that off good for him how about comparing laser tooth tiger to your debut self-titled record which you released in 2017 and listening to both of them your first record sounds a little darker this sounds a little brighter sonically what do you attribute that to I think I, I can attribute that directly to um the first record being dark was like I not like dark in like an evil way, but like yeah. the first record just being like heavier was definitely like the like I said, the band I came for uh, came from before and like was a co-writer of songs with Box Wine. We did like dancey pop. Yeah. Like like dance rocky kind of like I don't know if you like have dived dive back into like listen to that. Um, you'll find a, a, a boy who does not know how to sing uh, who somehow pulls it off. And uh, it's like, I feel like listening to that band is like listening to a, a different version of myself. But then I had all these like songs I was writing kind of like that. Uh, we kind of like we're not it's n nothing in the world that could potentially make money is ever broken up now. So we're just like on hiatus forever uh, indefinitely. But uh, after that, like, you know, we kind of fizzled out that project and band. I'm always weird about calling things projects that band uh, kind of like when it fell on the back burner uh for me uh of finally i was like the last one i wouldn't let it go because you know you, 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 atta you, attach, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. attach a lot of identity to the things that you're a part of and yeah. like that's like a huge thing and you know so like i didn't want to let that go and i was still like pushing for it when like everyone else had kind of like resigned and signed off um and as a result i had all this leftover music because i was like trying to write stuff for that and like kind of like reinvigorate it but i guess all the stuff i was writing like once i decided to have a new project uh not only did i pick but like the like you know the band as it came together kind of just we went to like the, like the heavier like a little bit punkier like a lot of the songs like started as like like pretty folk songs and or like slightly dark tinged like folk songs and then like uh and that's in some of our bios and stuff because it's true like the band was like yeah, that's that's cool. What if we like sped it up 20 BPM and like put like a heavy beat to yeah. it and it ended up being fun. So, you know, you kind of just run with like you want everyone to be happy, of course, but like that was a good time. So uh, 
it was a reaction to the previous band being very bright and poppy. And then, you know, the new songs that came after that, I was like, I don't want to write bright, poppy music, dad. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's, that's, uh, dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what happened. And then on this record, um, the light shone through. And this record's kind of almost a reaction to that record of being like, I feel like usually like what you do next is a reaction to what you've done before and like a continuation. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it just the songs just came out brighter, like the first two or three songs that uh, we've released first just ended up being uh, kind of like they accidentally fell into this bit of a nostalgic take and like uh, kind of looking at the past in like a positive way. But we're like, you know, like you get older and you like realize things about yourself and about time and you want to put it in songs. Yeah, they're like fun sing along songs. Some of these songs for sure. They'll make you want to shout right back. At you that's, while you're singing out of the speaker, dude. That's, that's the goal. That yeah. was, uh, we tried to put some of like the fun gang vocals. There's a Japan Droids quote that I really like where, and I don't remember where it came from. I don't yeah, remember. there's gang vocals on this record for sure. Yeah, and gang vocals are fun. And like, yeah. that's just a good time. Like, I'm always like, uh, I don't know. I just, I never want to drift the sound of the band, and that's not going to happen. Like, like we were talking about just before airing, like, you kind of like already like know the sound of the next thing and like I'm drifting away a little bit from like ultra poppy stuff. Yeah. But like I my one fear and the one thing I kept telling our producer Skylar with this record was just uh like I don't like do nothing that any kind of like pop punk band would do because I just like don't really love the sound of pop punk. And like I didn't I wanted it to be like fuller and like yeah. more anthemic than but like yeah, gang vocals are always a thing where I'm like tempted to be like Oh, like, don't make them too cheesy because you don't want to, like, drift too much to, like, pop punk land. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if it happens, it happens. So it's a delicate balance. It can be tough. So, yeah, that's it. Especially with a voice as high as mine. Tell me about, because you mentioned talking about boxed wine, that you hear someone that didn't know how to sing. Oh, and I'm yeah. always curious about vocals because a lot of times, either can sing or you can't and i think you could sing well on this record definitely it comes through you have a good fun voice to listen to how were you able to kind of change it up to, uh, to what we have what what people hear on this record now i think uh, a lot of it is just like a ton of practice and like yeah. i haven't i've gone for like uh you know a week or two at a time to a few different like voice coaching things and uh that was mostly just from being told by like friends for a while like i was able to sing like decently on record but i don't think i became like a good there's a different world between uh being able to sing in front of a microphone by yourself and being able to get on stage and like sing and like command an audience and like like do that at the same time uh so that's uh i was really either like and, and this is like no secret to like friends who, uh, you know, would come and see the shows. They'd be like, hey, the band sounded really good. You sounded like shit. Like, what <laughs> What did you do? And I and I realized for a while, like, uh, I was over singing, which is honestly just like pushing too much air out. Yeah. But um, that was just from, you know, it's a combination of nerves and also a combination of like, a lot of times, like, you don't realize how loud the PA is going to be. So like, I hear the band and I'm like right next to a drummer and a guitar and a bass and like, they are all loud instruments. Yeah. So like, I would end up being like pushing my voice like so instead of doing something like 
uh, you know, I'll sing a song from like, like to the rooftops, to the bus stops, throwing ice cream in the rain. Yeah. Like instead of doing that, you're you end up doing like to the rooftops, to the bus stop, yeah. and like you, it sounds terrible. Interesting. And it's like, so you have good command of your voice. Well, I've gotten. I'm like on a journey of getting there yeah. still. But uh, you just did two different things. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. The way you're singing it. Yeah. You're just like boom. Yeah. Well, dude, you got command. <laughs> well, you got command. You. Thank you. You know how to flatter your guests, especially when you give them a delicious IPA. Well, that's what this is. I missed this. I remember this. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, Having got... someone talking face to face. It is way better talking face to face with someone. Uh, yeah. A lot of times, like you can read emotions on people's faces. Oh, yeah. It's and way can, easier. Like, it's more like... conversational, too. Now I'm just realizing all the interviews I've done. It's very, you know, over Zoom, it's it's harder to get, like, because, you, you know, you talk over someone on Zoom, and then it's like, oh, wait, 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 you know. Yeah, you have to, like, back off. We don't have to do that here. We, I'm going to fucking talk. I'm going to step on your words. You're going to step on my words. It's going to be beautiful. I never stop talking. So, by all means, step on him. I just stepped like, on him. Yeah. No, it's cool. Everyone in my life just tells me to like, hey, you like just stop talking. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you have a favorite song on this record or a song from Laser Tooth Tiger that a potential listener, if they had to listen to one song right off the bat, what song? I would pick Rooftops because it's track it's a two. Fucking good song, dude. That's the one song it's like Anthemic. <laughs> it's a little anthemic. Uh, and thank you. Um, that's the one song that like I haven't gotten like so we were talking about like uh, how long it takes songs to like to gestate over time yeah. and like that is like you end up like as a creator you end up hating the thing you make it's like like you know when a novelist has to do the first edit of their novel and they're like wow I wrote this piece of trash and like <laughs> that happens to I imagine everyone and everything and it's a big like you know it's um it's a big step of the self to become comfortable with something that you've made and like be okay with it existing. And this only happens for like, I, I love writing a song. I will write a song and I'll be like, the song is done. And then I'll go and record a song and I'll be like, this is good. And then two days later, I'll be like, that Wait. was bad. You have to do that again. Yeah. And then you do that 50 times. Then you go to a studio and you actually record it for real. And then now you're hearing actual end production on something, which, you know, unlike Guided by Voices, where it was just a mic, <laughs> a mic in a room. I'm doing callbacks to before our before conversation. Um, you know, it's you listen to the final version of something and you're like, wow, I actually like made something. And then two days later, you're like, I hate the thing I've made. I don't know what to do now because I put money and time to it. And then like you tweak it a bit and you like try to get it to a point. And I'm saying all this you then have to listen to it like in the mixing stages and mastering stages you listen to the record you've made a hundred times probably yeah if you're like uh the guy who like wrote the songs and like you're invested in it like you want it to be perfect and then like you have to pull yourself away from being like oh now i'm just insane <laughs> and like that it's like uh, it's like the idea of an author like focusing on one paragraph of one chapter and being like what if I use this word instead of this word? And what if I swift those around? It's like, and then two days later, like going back to it again and be like, maybe I should change it back. I don't know if that was a good idea. And like, that's what you do in the world of music as well. You know, like, oh, like 
Is that vocal a little too loud there? I sang that word weird. What if I sang it differently? Can we go back and do it again? And like, you drive yourself insane. Yeah. And then the thing finally comes out and six months later, you're like, huh, oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, and all of the worry and anguish like leaves you. So, but that was said, I would say, listen to Rooftops because that's the one, like the one song on this record where every time it plays, I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good I don't song. have any personal as like a creator. Yeah. I and like the writer, I don't have any personal qualms with that song. I was like, I'm just like, that song's as good as it could possibly be. Yeah. You're definitely a critical listener to your own stuff, it sounds like. Does that, are there drawbacks to that sometimes, do you oh, think? Yes. When you're in the studio, do you need someone to say, hey, Chris, this is good? Fuck off. The song's yeah. done. You always that happens on the reg. You always need that. But that's everyone. <laughs> a lot like, of people, yeah. Everyone I've talked has to so that. many songwriters like, that uh, you know that's why they need to work with a producer and they're like, I can't self-produce my own stuff because I'll just spend years on it or you know. And sometimes stuff like, like that, you need you know? to, like it's always good, like the idea of having a producer and just like having someone who is like an ally and someone yeah. you trust and who knows music to be like, hey, that take, like it's that's good. that's Chill. the one. Like yeah. I'm making a record with um do you know the band Quality Living? Yes. Yeah. Great so, band. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. You used to play bass with them, right? Oh my god, you really did your research. Hell yeah. No, I um I Come on. <laughs> This is I, a podcast. I I mean I'm very very impressed. <laughs> I'm just like I just imagine you up at three AM last night, like like, all right, go back into Facebook history. What was he doing? Like, no, I uh I subbed in. I was a poor yeah. I was a I subbed in on bass for quality living for about a year while they were needed a bassist. And I was um, I was bad at bass. Uh, I think I did an, an admirable job for being not a bassist. I like there's a world like there's an idea of like uh, the common saying of like every failed guitarist is a bassist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that and that is true. Uh, it's if you know how to play guitar half decently, you should be able to play bass. But there's also an entire world of being a good bassist and like to have the feel and like really know how to play in a pocket and like be like like there's one thing about hitting the note on a string but it's like a whole different thing to like fall into a groove and be a good bassist um and i was fine i was fine at bass nice uh but the hell was my point oh yeah i'm making a record with uh with daryl the lead singer and songwriter of uh quality living and uh yeah it's like i was saying it's just like the idea of having a trusted person in the room who like is your friend and wants what's best to be able to be like, hey, that thing you did was better than, you know, the last two. Thing you did, yeah. And what you did after was worse, so we're gonna go with that yeah. one. And you're like, cool, I trust your, your yeah. judgment. Cause like, it's hard to see yourself from outside. Like, yeah, that's what it is. So you worked with Skylar Ross, that's his, his like, I think it's his middle name, name. his professional oh, okay. name. Just pro name. Yeah, Did you work with him on the first record, or no? The first, first record, record was, was actually um, uh, was actually produced by uh, Ralph, who we nice, talked about dude. before. God so bless that was, Ralph, that was my, dude. my boxed wine buddy. And uh, once again, congrats on the engagement. Yeah, Ralph, we love you. <laughs> we all love Ralph. Uh, but yeah, he he ended up uh, producing that one. And uh, yeah, I think in retrospect, it came out good. I was I was also obsessive about that it's one. It's a and, good record. They're both good records oh, for sure. Thank you. 
I want to ask you about a particular track. Talk about the acoustic one. Why acoustic? Was that something that you wrote and thought this is a acoustic track? We're not gonna play it with the full band, or was it something that you came to realize later on? This is good as is the way I wrote it. That song was、uh, the working title was Proximity Cat. Nice,、uh, that's great. You <laughs> should have named it that. Why didn't you do that? No, <laughs> talk about's way better. No, no, I think Proximity <laughs> Cat is better. Like, like see, this is was... where you gotta trust me. Oh, I'm、see? your friend. You're your you're my friend. I'm your friend. Trusted ally. You got. I'm a trusted ally. Proximity、um, Cat is funny, but you're not going for funny. Uh, mm. You're going for serious. I like, I like I like when things have go- like a good name.、Yeah. So like proximity cat, I think is just a solid. It's a, it's two words, and you're like you hear those words together, and you're like, what? Wait, what is that? And like, <laughs> and it makes you go, whoa, 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 what is that? <laughs> proximity cat, and、uh, that just came from like I think the day I like wrote that song, I hung out with an old friend of mine, Christine, and、uh, I like saw her new apartment for the first time. Nice, and she had a cat. And the cat, I was warned about the cat. I was like, "Hey, cat!" And she's like, "No, no, no, no! Leave that cat alone. You don't go close. You don't go to the cat. The cat comes to you. Yeah. But the cat will never go all the way to you. Cats It will always、particular. stay. Yeah. And like every animal is. But like that, she was just like, "This cat will only come within about three feet of you, and it will lie down, and you'll think it wants you to pet it." But it doesn't want that. Yeah, it just wants to be close to you, <laughs> but not too close. It's my proximity cat.、Yeah. And Great I, I, like, story. I love this. I literally opened my phone and wrote down proximity cat because <laughs> it was such a good. Amazing.、Type. And、great. anyway, the song is now called "Talk About." And the answer to your question, because I am king of digression,、uh, is our first record didn't have an acoustic song. Yeah, it didn't have a lull. It's all nonstop, all the way through. Every song is ducka 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 ducka, and like that. For I realized, and like this is one of the things. Like you realize as you make records and you do things, you're like, oh, this is incredibly intense to listen to. Yeah. So you want like that? And there's no、break. lull. So on this record, I just tried to make sure there was some like slower tempo and、mm. like you want to change the vibe up because like you know unless you're like I don't know the Clash. On like their first two records, like every song doesn't, or like the you know every Ramon song is da 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 da. Like it's it's nonstop, and that's what you expect from that band. So I don't know. I I think records feel better when there's、yeah. a little bit of variance and kind of like a difference. So on this one, our the slower songs I guess are、um, don't lose your head and like talk about、yeah. are like the two that are like hey it's a little bit of a break so you can like kind of like. You know, reinvigorate for the next thing, and I don't know. Talk about just always seemed like a good track nine. I originally wanted it to go straight into、uh, the last song or track ten、yeah. rather, because we added one.、Uh, I wanted to go straight into press one, and that ended up just like not working. The tempos、yeah. were too different, so that's the answer to the question. All right, so now I think it's time that we play a couple of songs from Laser Tooth Tiger. Everyone, it's Ruby Bones's new record. We've been talking about it for a while. We're gonna hear the first, well, not the first two tracks. We're gonna hear tracks two and three, "Rooftops" and "Drink All Night." We're gonna hear talk about the acoustic track that we were just talking about. 
You can get it at rubybones.bandcamp.com.
We are back. Hey, Chris Fox of Ruby Bones here. We're having a blast drinking beer oh, in beer. my apartment. Beer and friendship is like, you know, I, it might be the best combination. Yeah. They should have just immediately in World War II introduced friendship and beer. Yes. And the Nazis probably would have never invaded France. Oh, what is this? Beer oh. and friendship? It's the power of friendship. Forget it. Forget it. All is good. All I, is good. I, I feel you know, dabbling into the Holocaust is probably. I think World War One would be better. There wasn't yeah. uh, uh, any kind of like mass massacre of people. What led to World War One? It was the killing of uh, Archduke Franz, Franz Ferdinand. Ferdinand, and then I guess a bunch of other circumstances. Yeah. Too. After he released his new song "Take Me Out," yeah. and then they took him out. Oh comes together very nicely there you know i say don't you know yeah all right you picked some records you picked three records i did pick and we're some gonna records. talk about them you got what's on the top stack there we got nanami ozone with their record no and um we just listened to side a it was delightful to listen to yeah and I do, we just learned that they are from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I think they're from Arizona because, hey, on the back of that record, it says something about Phoenix and then it was recorded in Tucson. Yeah, recorded in Tucson. Totally possible. Tucson's only a, like an hour south of Phoenix. So this all makes a lot of sense, them being from um, Phoenix. I didn't even know what this band looked like until I turned this record around. I had like no idea. I've like forgotten yeah. to watch like a music video or something from them. Uh I didn't know it came out in Tiny Engines. I have zero idea how I found out about this record. I think I just heard, um, yeah, I heard Alone 2 on, it might have just been on some kind of random playlist, like a, like an Apple Music playlist or something, and I just got obsessed with it. And I and then I heard, I've like, that was before the record even came out, so that was like the only song out at the time. And I listened to the previous song, and I got obsessed with the song Desire, and that song, like, rips. And I was just like, Oh, I think I'm just like a fan of this band now. 
and that's it. And like sometimes it's as easy as uh, as easy as that. Yeah, I heard their song on someone's Instagram story. Yeah. I wish I could remember who, so I could give them credit for me liking this band, and also give them credit for the band getting a vinyl sale because I immediately listened to more of them and then bought the record shortly thereafter. So literally, that person putting the song in their Instagram story directly led to the band getting a record purchased by me. There you go. Um, yeah, I it's don't a circle know. of life. I also have it on vinyl, and I'm jealous. I think you have a color pressing, and I just have the black. And uh, now you get to like flaunt your street cred. Some people say black sounds better, though. <laughs> I heard once you go black, you don't listen to color pressings. Yeah, it's true. It's possible. That's what I've heard. I haven't really noticed a difference. I notice a difference depending on. I guess where it's pressed or who it's pressed with. Some records do sound shitty. You oh, know? yeah. Are there any like new. plants? You want to talk shit right now? <sighs> not on mic. <laughs> no. Not on mic. Not on mic. I'm not we'll going to drag any pressings mic. through, but yeah, through no, the I'm... mud. But yeah, some records just don't sound good. You know? It happens. And it's disappointing. Yeah. And I'm My, like Hercules. Uh... Disappointed. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Uh... I don't know. I don't. I, I'm. I think Kinderkorg is the people pressing our record. Yeah, they're and, good. Oh, are they good? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, cool. And you yeah. probably got a good deal. Uh, uh, well, yeah. you did, yeah, you're See, doing the thing. Yeah, we're yeah. doing it. We're doing a thing. I don't know uh, when it announces, but we're. I'm excited to say. Well, this later. This little, is a thing that baby. came to life. Yeah, our this little is baby thing is that's happening. Be. <laughs> Can't wait for that non-descript thing to become descript yeah you know when they when they, me- when they melt the wax yes into a wax candle our record laser tooth tiger is coming out on wax candle <laughs> how do you do you even know how to play a wax candle no i'd have to learn i'd have to learn <laughs> i'd have to invent how to play a wax candle too. i thought you just like put it on the phonograph or something just shove it into the hole, plausible. Of the, the hole of the phonograph. Sounds just, plausible. And then Andrew Bird has a has a panic attack. <laughs> I knew you would get that. Yeah, what Andrew Bird. What are you doing? Andrew Bird. I love that. Was like, yeah, his his aesthetic rocked. I don't know. I think he still does that with the spinning spinning gramophones and yeah. What a guy. I don't know. What so- any song on this record in particular you'd like to hear? Uh, or yeah. Highlight? My my favorite is Alone Too. That was the song that got me into this band. And it's like, yeah, and that's it. It's weird because like, this is one of those records I've listened to it a ton of times. And like, I don't really know the song titles, but I know every song. Like we were both just like humming along and singing along to like every <laughs> or making up fake lyrics yeah. to, to some of the songs on this record. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Alone Too is the one that just has like that amazing i love the the sound of the guitar after like not only is that like that like i don't want to be with you but i don't want to be alone too and like it hits and it's like it's that growly like that beautiful guitar sound like i'm obsessed with it
Second pick, Summer Teeth by Wilco. Yeah. Last Wilco album of the 90s. Yes, 1999, I think. And I think one of my fun facts, Wilco, they made them add uh, track one. I can't stand it. Yeah, can't stand it. Wasn't originally. Can't stand it. Which was honestly a really good idea. Oh, wow. I've never seen the back of this record cover. And uh, Jeff Tweedy looks like Clark Kent. He looks young and skinny. He does dude. look He looks young like and... a youth. He, d- he, he looks, looks like he's he looks 30 like years old. I would say he looks he's probably 30 than years 30. old in that picture in the late 90s. Late night. Oh, yeah. It would be late 90s. He probably is right around 30. He's what, like 52 now or so? I don't know. Yeah. He was 32. He was, he was born in 1967 wow. in Belleville, Illinois, Illinois, August 25th. Huh. Yeah, I love this record. I didn't know we were doing like, uh, if I knew that we were going to be talking about the records I picked, I didn't know there were there were, were rules and we'd be discussing them. But um, I would have picked something more obscure, but I just am so jealous you have this on vinyl and it's like yeah. on my list of things to get. And I love this record so much and like every song I like on this record. And yeah, this is my favorite Wilco record, and I'm happy to uh, happy to have picked it. Uh, we also a uh, little Ruby Bones trivia. We also covered uh, "I'm Always in Love" Great a few song. years ago, and uh, we put it out. Do you know um, Good Eye Records, Mike? Mahalik? Yeah, Mike. Hey, my friend, Mike. Yeah, he did. He did a Wilco. What comp. a guy. Yeah, he did a Wilco comp, and we we covered that song for it. And. Uh, Fun fact, I'm not happy with my vocal on that song, and we might redo it and put it out again at some point. Wow. We were talking about singing so much before. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it because I haven't heard it, and I'm going to text you and say, hey, your voice sounds good. Oh, thanks. I'm just telling you what's going to (laughs) happen. I I like the rest of the band. I'll do a polygraph, too. I'll do a fucking polygraph to prove that your voice sounds good on it, and I think it sounds good. That's good. You'll run it through, like, Ozone. We'll go on Mori for that. But uh, yeah, to the question, you... did you like Chris's vocals on Ruby Bones' cover of I'm Always in Love? You said yes. The lie detector test determined you're telling the truth. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Maury. This is Maury. This is oh, a Maury show. I thought you said it was Maury. I thought you said Amori, no, like Italian, no, no. and I'm like, what is he referencing? <laughs> and I spent the last 30 seconds being like, what is Amori, and why? Like, it's weird because I'm generally the up on pop culture. The daytime talk show. Yeah, oh, the oh, Maury you mean the, the Italian, the Italian daytime talk show. Amori. <laughs> that's that's a good spinoff for Italian. Amore Pollo? For <laughs> an Italian television. I feel like they'd be all over that. So we, we were just talking about, we've both been to Italy, yeah. and did you watch any TV when you were, were in Italy? Yeah, a little bit. It was, like, terrible. Yeah. It was, like, really, like, you forget that, like, the entire world, and, like, you know, I don't want to speak for everything, because I'm sure I'm not completely correct, uh, but you forget that, like, you know, uh, the rest of the world looks at, like, Hollywood and, like, our entertainment industry as like this like behemoth that like yeah. kind of like impress imprints on the rest of the world because like generally like their tv isn't up to par uh, except for icelandic noir crime dramas interesting which are fantastic have if you haven't watched them like and like the bbc makes some like awesome content oh yeah but other than that like 
I don't know. I've like I've seen snippets of like Russian television. Oh, and I'm sure like, that's horrible. Oh, it's definitely it's it was like I'm like, what what even is this? And like a lot and like I just remember being we were walking around uh like Venice and popped into a cafe and just like TV was on. So we just like hung out and had a cappuccino because that's all you do there. All you do is walk around and find new places to have cappuccinos. And uh and it's beautiful and completely worth every second, nice. to be honest. But uh I was, we were just hanging out in a cafe and I was having a cappuccino and an orange Gina, orange Gina. Beautiful. And uh, life was perfect. And I was just watching like in like their equivalent of a bodega, watching like an Italian soap opera for like 30 nice. minutes and just like being like, this looks like it was fit. I was like, is this new? And I looked it up and it was new and it looked like it had been filmed in like 1968. Wow. And it was, just, it was just very odd. Come on, step up your game with the soaps. Yeah, come on, we Italy. Italy General Hospital. Stephen A. Smith is on General Hospital. <laughs> I'm <sometimes>. you. <laughs> it's crazy. Last but not least, you selected Ott. I selected Great Montreal post-punk band. How many post-punk, out of this entire gigantic, beautiful record collection that you have behind us, or behind me, to my side, yeah. uh, how much of it would you say is post-punk? A lot, probably, yeah. There's so much. There is a new yeah. post-punk band every, every day. day. Especially in New York. That's, you know. It's, that's it's like crazy. And like. Here. I don't know, like, they're not, I think they're, like, there is, they've said, if I pay attention to Pitchfork enough, like, there is some kind of, like, post-punk revival yeah. happening. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think it's it should stop. I think I, there, I think there's too much post-punk now. And, like, I love post-punk, and, like, uh, my wife is a huge fan of Automatic, the band yeah. Automatic. Uh, we became a fan of specifically this record by Ott that is just the greatest thing in the world because for one record this man and i don't know what the decision was this actually has an had an impact on me as a singer um where i'm now th between this this record and do you know aldous huxley yeah oh not Al aldous H aldous harding. harding yeah harding huxley is the brave new world author but uh between this and aldous harding i'm like obsessed with kind of just like manipulating your voice and so what you'll what you hear on like our record is like me singing high and like singing with my full voice and not doing anything weird. Now all I want to do is like put on voices for songs. Yeah. Based on this guy and like if you've listened to Tim this record, Darcy. That's his, his name. name yeah. yeah. And Tim, thank you. Tim, because you you have a Mercy, lot. since they're from Montreal. Oh yeah. Mercy. Mercy. Tim. 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 Mercy Tim. <laughs> um, but because of this song and uh, I think Daryl from Quality Living actually showed me uh, the song Big Beautiful Sky oh great song and we ended up getting completely obsessed with also I love I'm looking at it and there's a giant there's a sticker on the back and it made just in loudly Canada. and proudly says made in Canada love on the Canada back of this record. great country man great Canada, fucking I haven't, country have you gone oh many many times oh yeah many, I'm like excited many, that's like my Go to vacation spot. Really? We were supposed to go to Montreal. Yeah, I've uh, been we to were... Montreal like 
many, many times. Great well, city. Right I before love it. Corona hit, we had plans to go to Montreal last May, and yeah. they fell through. And now we have to like we're looking at making that up uh, and going at some point soon. But uh, the whole record for this alt record, he just puts on this incredibly fun, cool voice. On every other record, he sounds normal, and then on this record, like for the. Uh, he just speaks with like I want to say like a transatlantic accent yeah. that he puts on. He's like, "There were men for miles. There were yeah, men, men for, for miles." miles. <laughs> like, and then it's like, And then, oh, are you okay? To do, yeah. Oh my god, I can't. Tim, how do you do it without coughing? Like I just did. I watched their KEXP performance, which like. I'm obsessed with Cheryl Waters. Cheryl Waters is like yeah. like my personal saint, and I just like she seems like the sweetest person on earth. And uh, I've, I've, I've pl- toyed with the idea of writing a song called Cheryl Waters, just I want her Do to it. notice. Yeah. Me. Uh, but yeah, I'm big, beautiful sky, and it's just like watching them go through this record and just be like, like. How's the family today? How's the car? How's the car? How's the weather today? How's the family? And the family. Beautiful. Beautiful weather today. Beautiful weather today. Beautiful weather today. They're very good live, too. I've seen them live a couple times. I have not seen them live. Market Hotel and White Eagle Hall. Weird. Sometimes I don't understand people that book tours and do billings because they open for Waxahachie. I'm like, what? That is the weirdest thing on earth. Weird combo, but I was into it. Yeah. I mean... I just obviously it's like didn't really work, but I guess they're friends and I'm, I guess no one really cared that they kind of don't even sound remotely close. It's one of those things where like yeah. I have this belief, like I'm not uh, a fan of like totally different genres booked on shows. Like I don't know how many like local shows you've been to from like friends bands and stuff where it's like, well, now we have a poet. And then yeah, there's a hip hop artist, much, yeah. and then there's Ruby Bones, and you're like, "This is a mess. So why yeah. did why did you do this? Why would you put and subject any of us to this nightmare of a yeah. show booking?" But I think there's something to be said. Like, I wouldn't be upset seeing Aunt and then Waxahachie because I like both of them. Yeah. But if I didn't, if I just liked, you know, the intimate, pretty songs and the rock songs of Waxahachie, and I came and there was this like weird ass post-punk band going like there were men from miles yeah. i'd probably be like oh this is like fucking awesome yeah. like i'm in for this too like and like that's almost like a surprise booking like because i don't yeah. know sometimes when i see shows i purposely don't look up the opener i like go and i'm like i just want to see what it is yeah like and yeah, that opener's always great i always like seeing the opener yeah and it's just like it. people going for it we're always trying to be the opener that's our that's our plan right now be the opener This episode is almost over, sadly. But it was so great to have you here in my apartment. First in-person recording in over a year. We had fun. We drank beer. We played records. We talked to each other face-to-face. Not through computer screen. No masks. We breathed on each other a little bit. 
Who cares? We're vaccinated, man. Oh, was I supposed to do that? What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would happen if I found out you were an anti-vaxxer right now? Oh, and no. you're just like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't believe in that. Uh, like, I recently fuck. found out there's like, so I did this thing uh, where I was trying to help get people I know and friends like vaccinated. Yeah. I like lost a friend or two. Yeah. Through, like trying to like hook people up with vaccines. It was very, uh, very depressing. It's, yeah, it's upsetting. But at the same time, we ain't got no time for those people. If you can't see, I got my two middle fingers up. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. But Chris can see. You out there listening can't see. But we're vaccinated. We're rocking and rolling. What's next for Ruby Bones, Laser Tooth Tiger? Has been out for a couple of months. You mentioned you're working on some solo stuff. What's next, man? What's uh, next? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I just got some masters back on a little like solo side Sick. project thing I'm doing. Uh, I'm currently working on three records. Yeah, like three records simultaneously. And hopefully the first of those comes out a little bit later in the year. Um, and other than that, Ruby Bones, which is, you know, the main focus at all times. Uh, we are right now I'm recording uh, like kind of a fun little surprise thing, which might be out in a couple months. I'm hoping depending on everything. Uh, but uh, we're waiting a little bit on. So our, our guitarist, Matt, just had a baby. Congrats, Matt. Congrats, boy, Matt. girl, uh, a boy, a Beautiful. boy named Ethan, Ethan Arami, Ethan Hawk, Ethan Hawk boy named Ethan Hawk. Your <laughs> one, friend gave one, birth to a fully developed 55-year-old Ethan Hawk. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a fan of it. I love Ethan Hawk. Are you an Ethan Hawk fan? I'm like, yeah, I'm, dude, I love I reality bites. Everything, <laughs> everything Ethan Hawk is in, I will watch. Like, I even watched that movie where he's, he plays the trumpeter. I think it's yeah. like Chet, Chet something. Chet Atkins. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I just, I love Ethan Hawk. Big fan. He's actually only 50. Oh, he's only 15. And he looks great. He was married to Uma Thurman for like eight years. Is he not married to her anymore? No, now he's married to someone named Ryan Hawk. Wait, what? Shaw Hughes oh. was her name. And I just Googled her, and she's on a list of 19 celebrity mistresses who became the main squeeze. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so that's a little Ethan Hawk trivia. For you, everybody. Oh, I don't want to. Your friend have... just gave birth to Ethan Hawk. Yes, to Ethan Hawk. One word, first but name. <laughs> Ethan Hawk. <laughs> but prior to giving birth, Ethan Hawk cheated on Uma Thurman with his current wife. That oh, that sucks. Makes me like Ethan Hawk a tiny bit less. Oh, damn! I'm sorry. I fucked this up for oh. you. I fucked Ethan Hawk up for you. Damn it! <laughs> I'll gonna, never I... forgive myself. Gonna... Fuck. <sighs> Shit. It's okay. I forgive you right now. Here and okay, now. Cool. You're fine. Um, but yeah, what's next? Is what's next? Uh, huge tangent we just went on. What, yeah, because only, you mentioned your friend, go, your bandmate had a baby named Ethan. And a baby named Ethan. And things are getting a little delayed right now just because, so he had a baby. Yeah. And then uh, he lives over in Hoboken and he, nice. they were doing like some sprinkler maintenance in his oh my place. God. Yeah, and his flooded. entire place flooded. So he now uh, is living temporarily like three blocks away through insurance. It's a whole nightmare. And he doesn't have his guitars and his piano with him. So I was going to be like, hey, 
I recorded this stuff. Can you lay down some guitar and piano and like, let's go, like do it today. He can't do and it. And now he can't do it. Can't so now, do now it. my Damn. plans got delayed. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think Ruby Bones next is going to, uh, we're to put out a fun little thing I was just kind of talking about that's like kind of extra stuff for this record, uh, Laser Tooth Tiger, just to keep the promotion train going a little bit longer and try to like, you know, I'm proud of this record and I think we did a really good job. You should and I, be proud. I want people to hear it. We're proud of you. Oh, thanks. We're proud of you for putting out a great record. Everyone, it's out now on Mint 400 Records. You yes, sir. You can get it at rubybones.bandcamp.com. Also available on all streaming platforms. We're going to end the show by playing one last song from it. We're going to play the last track, Press Rewind. All right. This part has, this song has, we call it the, uh, the La Bambolita part, because it's part La Bamba and part Rosalita by by. America's ass. That's awesome. Chris, thank you. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> thank you. This is Press Rewind. It's in the way you